Andres Segovia Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Andres Segovia Show. I am yours truly, Andres Segovia. And in this episode, I want to give you a recap of my experience at the Reimagine uh, Car Expo, the California Association of Realtors, not the auto show that some people think that it is. It was a fantastic time that I had. I was doing that, and because... Um, I was going to be at that event, I purposely did not record the news roundup as of this recording because I expected something was going to take precedent over that. So because of that, I'm bumping the news roundup for the month of September to the first Thursday of October. So it will still make its debut uh, towards the beginning of the month, but I have another episode scheduled for the first Monday of October that I don't want you to miss out on. So I want to stick to the schedule. So that means this week you get to uh, tune in for two episodes. And if you're on the off the record um, invite list, you get to access a heck of a lot more that's going on, including a lot of stuff I got to say about controversial issues. But you'll learn more about that if you are a member of off the record. Well, first off and foremost, thank you so much for tuning into my show wherever you may be. This one, uh, I am this episode, I am posting on YouTube, so we'll see if YouTube is keeping on with it. I'm going to give an update as to what is happening with YouTube and my channel um, that I've been seeing the rumblings of, but uh, I don't want to get into that on this one because I could devote an entire episode, which I will, so I'll talk about it then. I want to first talk about a real estate, uh, re, well, reimagined re uh, expo because. It segues into the title of this episode that I will get to, which most of everyone wants to know about. And that has to do with Assembly Bill 1482 that was passed by the Assembly and the, and the State Senate and is on Gavin Newsom's desk waiting to be signed into law, which is a rental cap on statewide. Um, so that means we defeated Prop 10. We the people defeated Prop 10. And then even a year later, the powers that be decided that we were wrong. All of us were wrong and that they wanted to take uh, some tenant protection actions and ram this through the, the state. So it's unfortunate. And I'm going to get to that update in a bit. But... The reason I didn't talk about it as much quite yet is because most of everybody doesn't know what it is. So I'm going to be educating you a lot more about that bill as January 1st comes around because that's when the bill will take um, effect, uh, assuming Gavin Newsom signs it between now and then, which, of course, he stated he will. And yes, so I learned a lot about it at the Reimagine Expo. And the expo itself, look, if you're into real estate, if you if you want to work on it professionally or you are already working professionally and been doing this all for years, I strongly recommend that you consider um, going to these events. Normally, your association dues already cover your fee to get in, which in other words, it's free for you. Uh, if you want to bring someone with you, pretend that they're your spouse, then yes, there's a nominal fee for them. But for you, as an, a, a, a member of the California Association of Realtors, this is where thousands of realtors get together and they're able to go attend um, and to these things and become informed. There's a lot of different um, speeches, seminars, uh, TED Talk style uh, things that I attended to several of them. And so much more and I used to do that before but I usually hit the exhibition floor which I did this time and I did attend a few talks here and there but I'll get to the big reason um, why I really was excited about going to this one because I, I got to experience something completely different but I want to make mention in case you missed my updates on YouTube 
If you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, why aren't you subscribed to my YouTube channel? Like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know when a video goes up because it's in the regular schedule compared to the podcast. Because I did an episode from the show floor there where... Um, where I ended up having to repackage it into a YouTube video. And that one was about um, an update about a a realtor that was attacked outside an open house in Encino. I'm sure some of you heard about that because it became nationwide news. And it just so happened that this exhibit, while this news was breaking, that the exhibit floor, I found a a wearable tech company that I'm intending to showcase on my show. Uh, I've invited them to come on and they said they will, but whether they come on or not, I want to showcase it because I did buy a couple of their products and I'll be testing one of them out because I was hands-on with this. It's a a discreet SOS Bluetooth device disguised as as a jewelry item, whether it's a necklace, a keychain, or a bracelet. That's an awesome thing to have when you are not in the reach of your phone and you're being assaulted like the way this woman was. I'm going to leave a link to their website at the show notes accompanying this episode. And for those of you on YouTube, then you can check out the previous video that I posted up because that's where I have the information for Invisaware. Invisaware is located and operated out of Boston. They specialize in smart wearables for jewelry. And now they, they are also tailoring to men because predominantly speaking, these jewelers have been geared towards women, but then uh, some limited edition items that are also for men. So there's my plugin for Invisaware. And I learned from them at the expo and I have to share the store with them so like wow check it out and there was a broker with her agents there and invited every single one of her agents to just buy one item for themselves and she put it on her card because uh, she wanted her agents to have some kind of peace of mind in case they're ever faced with an emergency and even though they weren't talking about this issue specifically what happened to the realtor in Encino I'm sure it was at the forefront of their mind so just keep it in mind of, of these things so uh, smart tech that can save you it's pretty cool so I always say work smarter not harder and now work safer as well all right so one of the things that i got to do this this time around was i contacted um a good friend of mine that we haven't seen each other in years uh, we worked uh, from the construction i worked on the construction side she remained a, um, a broker in the industry and we reconnected after all these years um and she's the board um for the association of realtors different boards um and so she keeps uh, getting elected to different sections and she was able to get me into one of the big meetings business meetings for the california association of realtors and i'm so glad i went to the legislative committee committee meeting because this is the one that had the biggest update that i needed to know and that was with regards to the lobbying that happened that backfired at the last minute for us fighting against this Assembly Bill 1482. And there was a very lengthy explanation about the process, how long it's been fought, how much money was spent, etc. And yes, apparently we were fighting it as through the Association of Realtors, California Association of Realtors, to make sure that if they're going to ram it through, that these provisions be met. And at the 11th hour, all those provisions were removed by the governor and said, I'm not going to do this without that. Uh, with what you're asking for, you're asking for too much, blah, blah, blah. And then the support or the opposition for the bill um, became the support for the bill, which eventually led to the passing of the bill, which right before the 11 at the 11th hour agents all over the country all over the state were being notified like yo 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 call your assembly person call your uh senator tell them to vote no vote no vote no the thing is uh without going into the background of everything the intricacies that work in lobbying for these things and changing um some verbiage here and there the problem really stemmed that uh um it looked like because the 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 state was in a pass it anyway that the attitude was from at least it's from outside's perspective 
that the association was saying, you know what? If they're going to pass it, let's at least provide these protections for the landlords. And in the end, none of those protections arrived. And this was just rammed through uh, against the will of the people. We just defeated Prop 10 6040. And because of that, we raised concerns as, a, as, as members of the association. Okay, so what are we going to do to put a bill or put up a proposition that repeals AB 1482? And to our shock, um, the California Association of Realtors said, we are not going to spend the money to fight this. In other words, suck it up. It's the future. So I don't want to get into the politics of this thing right now because I will talk about this later. And that is also one of the reasons why I've been motivated to uh, apply for the Legislative Liaison Committee if it exists at my local chapter association here in Orange County because I want to be the voice for you uh, and be the voice for those realtors that don't know. So I want to represent you, whether you own property, whether you're renting, whether you're thinking about transitioning to becoming an owner. I want to continue representing you. And if it means being a direct liaison to the government, I will have to do that. I will do so. Until then, that's what this show is for, to inform you about what's going on. And this is crazy. So the things that we know so far regarding what changes are going to happen with the statewide rent cap is if you currently are operating or have property, rental property, in rent control districts, for example, like Los Angeles, um, West Hollywood, uh, I think Culver City is now one of those. Glenville just passed one. Um, there's San Francisco, obviously, Santa Monica. So if there are installations or ordinances of stabilization uh, for rent already in existence, the state does not supersede those. It only applies for places where there, are, where there isn't any rent cap of any sorts or any, any form of rent control. And when it comes to the two, um, the more stringent one, in other words, the strictest one, takes precedent over the other. So if the city ordinance is stricter than the state, then the city one is the one you follow. If the state were more strict, then you kind of have to go along with that. But that's not going to happen. They basically did like a, a blanket rent cap, and the city ordinances typically apply the stricter version. So for the properties that I manage at the property management company, um, it's basically no effect for me except for the units that, they, that weren't in, in, uh, in, in rent control. And what that means is, also, this, this bill is, hasn't been signed as of this episode. It has not been signed into law. But once it's signed, it takes effect January 1st, 2020. But here's the kicker. They included a rent rollback. So that means if you increase the rent, because you've been hearing me talk about you got to raise the rent because this rent cap is coming. And I've always said that when there's rent control, where the threat of it or already applied, it leads to increased rent because everywhere rent control is being has been implemented, has the highest rental rates and has the highest percentages of homelessness. So if a rent control project that hasn't worked for decades, why are we going to install it now and make it a state ordinance it makes no sense folks and that's what frustrates me about this because we voted against it and now it's been forced down your throat whether you like it or not and the fact that my association that i'm a part of doesn't want to fight the battle because they don't want to go about it alone and spend the capital for it because we don't have the war chest it is up to individuals like me to raise hell to make sure that you're informed so you know what your rights are as the state continues to erode property rights i want to take control of more of your property so from what we know so far, because no one really knows all the details yet, um, the exemption for the rent cap include uh, single family homes, condos, and any duplex where the owner resides on one of them. So if you are um, uh, 
resident owned and living on one of the duplexes, then you are exempt from this rent cap. For everyone else, you're SOL. And the thing is, if you raise your rent this year because you were fearing rent control, the rent rollback tells you if you re- if you raised your rent more than we are allowing now, you have to lower it to the standards that we're putting as of January 2020. You got to bring it to those standards even though you raised the rent in 2019. And the, 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 the date they're using as a cutoff is March 15, 2019. So in other words, because the, the, supposedly the, the cap is like this in the state, the way it works is that uh, it'll be 5% rent cap. You can't raise it more than 5% plus the inflation rate uh, uh, determined by the consumer price index. So that's about 3%. So add it up, that's about 8% rent cap um, to 10, depending on what statistics you're looking at. But it's about 8% that you're looking at for 2020. But they're also rolling it all the way back to March 15th. So if you raise your rent after March 15th, like I know a lot of people have in Anaheim, well, guess what? You got to roll it all the way back. Do you, if you have existing tenants that are in lease agreements, at least for a year, you have to roll it back. Now, here is my prediction that's going to happen. Because the only way to circumvent that is through a practice called vacancy dig control. In other words, get rid of the existing tenant and bring in the new one. Because in between that, you can market your property. You can rent the property at market value. And the concerns about rent control has been that most people that are realizing this threat that that's now realized and didn't act upon it was that they don't they are not renting at market rate and they'll be stuck with those very low rental rates and never make their ends meet. And now that they've taken action after March fifteenth, they're they're screwed out of the way. They got to go all the way down. And the only way to go around that is to um, evict the tenant before the end of this year. So thank you, assembly people. Thank you, state senators. Thank you, governor, that you were looking to protect tenants because now you're going to see mass evictions between now and December, and that's on your head. It's not the landlord's fault. It's your fault for controlling people's property. You want to dictate to them in supposed tenant protection action, and all you have done is basically guaranteed that they will be homeless between now and December. During the holiday season, you ruin Thanksgiving, you ruin Christmas, you ruined it for everyone here in California. It's on you. For those of you already in rent control, then you're used to it. But for those of you that aren't, this is the truth. And I am upset about this. I will keep talking about this and I will be bringing it up. And I know that YouTube has been trying to silence me as well. I am disappointed that I have not delved into the political realm. And because I've been bringing you the news, I'm still being censored. I will talk about that in another episode. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, I am worked up because this is exactly what happens. I have long said that our rights begin with our property. And when you have a state that's gone so far left that it looks basically like a communist country, they their first action is to take away your property, anything that you have rights to. They want to control it. And when they do so, they control you. 
They've already, they already do so in rent control areas. They're going to do so now in the statewide. And the rest of the country is looking at it with concerned eyes because what other states are going to do something this extreme because Oregon also did it before we did here in California. Against the literal will of the people. The majority voted this down last year and the state rams it through because we have a super liberal majority in the assembly, in the senate, and obviously Gavin Newsom, which is super extreme. Jerry Brown would not have signed this, but Gavin Newsom is. I'm sorry to have been worked up, ladies and gentlemen, but this is just the sad reality that we live in. They literally ruined it for so many people, owners, tenants alike. And what's going to happen? They're going to vilify the landlords. They will be the ones paraded and shamed in front of everybody. And then the government's going to take even more strict action because that's the way the domino falls. Because it's never the fault of these idiot legislators. It's always the fault of the people. We have to bail everybody out. It's ridiculous. I'll share with you more information about AB 1482 as it becomes uh, uh, more aware and more supposedly essential because it hasn't, been, it hasn't even been signed yet. But we're learning as much as we can as it goes because none of these idiots that voted in favor of it even read a damn thing. So it's ridiculous. So folks, I'll continue sharing more about that as uh, we get near January 1st. I will also let you uh, in as to what is happening that I've noticed, um, especially over the past weekend about what's being done against my channel, which is a little disturbing because the, the breadcrumbs were there. I tried to avoid going down those roads and I did everything to protect my channel and I started seeing um, interesting things happen that made me uh, um, basically uh, raise my ears and like keep an, keep an ear out for any concerns and sure enough, it is coming. So uh, I'm teasing it a lot because I, I want to get all the information before I really start running my mouth on this. And as I learn more, I'll share that with you. And that's why I'm directing you to off the record at www.theandressegobra.com because that is where it's going to live. Because I, I even see some threats from Facebook because Facebook was the first one to threaten my channel. And now I'm seeing it everywhere else. So it, it, it's pretty crazy that uh, for those of us that are on the right, we don't really have a voice or a platform anymore because they want to control what we have to say. And now with this rent control business, as we try to inform the public, it's going to sound a little crazy because we're just talking simple economics, but it's not so simple for them because it's supposedly a right. So that's why they're going to see it as well. we're trying to spout negative news or fake news or spin it in some other way. Okay, that about does it for this episode. Stay tuned for the news roundup, which is going to be the first Thursday of, of October, and I'm going to be um, recapping the news of September, including some of the crazy stuff that's developing for AB1482. And that's it for this one. Um, again, if you have already been invited for Off the Record, and you're going to get some more insight about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, including some crazy political um, powder kegs that, I've been dis- uh, that need to be discussed. So you're going to learn more about that on the episodes. And stay tuned for special announcements for those of you that are members only, because um, you're going to want to pay attention as to what's coming the, at the end of this fall and early winter. And once again, thank you for listening. That does it for this episode. Like, share, subscribe, stay in the know. Let everybody you know listen to this podcast. Podcast. And as always, I will see you on the next episode.